Takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway. What a Thursday it has been. What's going on? What's going on? Like I said earlier on, every time I check my phone, something else mad was happening. So, unless you've been living in a cave, you'll be aware of the fact that the Prime Minister Liz Truss has resigned earlier on after 44 days in office. You know, I'm not political at all, right? Literally, I think they're all as bad as each other. But it's just embarrassing for this country. Imagine, imagine someone having their tea in Colombia, watching telly, thinking, absolute state of the Brits. As you know, when, I used to, you know, when I used to go abroad, that's, that sums it up. But I remember being quite proud of being from the UK, like, you know, going on about it. And like now I imagine if you go, if you're abroad and you're, you say you're from the UK, people just, I feel bad for you. You know, like when a couple's clearly had an argument five minutes before turning up for a night out, everyone kind of avoids you, not making eye contact. Ah, oh, they're British. Anyway, look, it's such a short tenure as Prime Minister, it's definitely going to end up as like a pub quiz question at some point, so keep it in your head. But it's a tap-in for a phone-in to start the show tonight. So here's the question. What is the shortest amount of time you've done something? For me, first job ever in a radio station, I was, for some reason, drafted in to help with the website. And I haven't got a clue about that kind of thing. It was called coco.com, K-O-K-O.com. You have to spell it, because it was that bad. It was like a clown. I was like a clown. I think I lasted two weeks before being let go. That was pretty short. Darren says, temp job. It was meant to last a week, but I was so eager to make a good impression that I did it all in three days, got sent home, technically losing two days of pay. Uh, someone here says, took up running during lockdown, made it to the corner of the road, 30 yards, and thought, to hell with that. I used a different language there at the end than they did. And Jess says, I was a holiday camp entertainer for six days in the 90s. I quit when I realised, actually, one, I wasn't very keen on, A, holiday camps, B, entertaining, or C, people. So come on then, I want to know from you what's the shortest amount of time you've done something. And there's been a few texts coming in down a particular route you can imagine people going. I know our listeners. Just behave yourselves. Captain Cumberpatch says, worked in Clark, started on the Monday, day off on the Wednesday, didn't go back, put a note through the letterbox when they were shut. Uh, Tom says, captain of the school basketball team, got promoted because I had a good attitude. I was rubbish and resigned after one match. Uh, Joe in Southport says, Bush, I worked at McDonald's for four hours when I was at college. I did a legger at lunchtime after they put me on the till, which had four million buttons. Hungry people and incompetent till staff do not mix. If you've done something for an outrageously short amount of time, I want to hear from you this evening. Kaz says, uh, Bush, I took a job selling over the telephone and got so much abuse in the first morning, I didn't go back after lunch. I lasted three hours. It's not worth it, is it? Uh, this text here from Andy says, married for eight weeks, then divorced. Can you beat that for shortest marriage? 8, 12, 15. Chris says, judo. I did one session. As parents wouldn't buy me the kit, I refused to go again in my pyjamas. Fair enough. I say, my friend. We've got Jane on the line now, Jane. Uh, what was the shortest thing you've ever done? Well, I went for this job, and it was actually a wrong job. It was a job I'd applied for to make up the numbers, you see. And so I actually went for the wrong job. I thought it was another one altogether. And oh, then I... when I was in there, yeah. I was there for three days. The supervisor had only been there a couple of weeks, but he'd been off in hospital for a week. So every time I asked a question of the job or what they did... I got no clear answer, so I thought, this is ridiculous, and I left after three days. I thought, I've got no idea what I'm doing. So it was bizarre from the get-go, really. What, what, what kind of field of work was it? I mean, did you? what kind of thing? Down what alley? It was an admin-type job. <laughs> Administration. And the thing was, when I went to the interview, it was strange because I actually spent the whole of the interview talking about football to right. the person who was interviewing me. Yeah. 
So we didn't actually get anywhere on what the job was. It was just a bizarre interview as well. So, And I knew I'd got the job. I actually tried to not get the job as it happens, but I actually wow. got the job, and that was the other thing as well. So, Have, you ever, have you ever considered a position in government? I think you'd be absolutely perfect, Jane. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking, I, I'm spare for the next month, so I thought I could give it a go, this, you know, the Prime Minister job. But, you know, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll endorse you here on Home Time. You sound like an absolute perfect fit. Jane, lovely to speak to you. And you. Uh, someone mentioned earlier on they'd been married for eight weeks, then got divorced. Threw it out there about, can you beat that for a short uh, marriage? It's all going on now. Uh, Bush, I was only married for four weeks after a seven-year relationship. Tom on the A1. Bush, I can beat that. I was married for two weeks. Mark in Cheshire says, I was engaged for five hours uh, due to calling the partner her mum's name twice. Uh, this one, it says, when I took my first driving test, I drove out of the test centre got a very short distance down the road and told the examiner, I'm sorry, I just can't do this today. Fair play, sometimes you just don't feel it. Tracy in Derby says, I tried Veganuary a couple of years ago. I lasted till 3pm when I realised we've still got Amaretti biscuits and they had eggs in. Fair play. We've got Sam on the line now. Sam, what did you not last that very long? Um, so it was a bin man. Um, I went to work for the local council in Essex. Right. And put me on a bin man job for the day. I got to about lunchtime. I just said, no, not, can't do this anymore. Um, it was the smell, the ripping of bags, and I've got quite a bad gag reflex anyway when it comes to smell. So perhaps not the best job. Wow, sounds like you had quite a traumatic experience in your one day being a bin man. Yeah, I, I was glad to see the back of that one, actually. So how long did you last? You literally lasted one day? One day. One day. <laughs> wow, and you know, when you, in terms of being a bin man, um, do you start off being the one that kind of hangs on the end and jumps off and gets stuff? Or do you ever get, yeah. a, go to, get a chance to do in the driving? No, it was the person that puts the bins on the back, and it was before everyone had wheelie bins as well. <laughs> so it was just bag at the side of the road, which the foxes have probably been at. Oh, mate. <laughs> well, uh, what do you do now, incidentally, is your, is your job? Um, ironically, I'm actually a truck driver. There you go, you got to drive in the end. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I drive the big tanker Arctics. Are you in one now? Yeah. Give us a toot of the horn. <laughs> oh, not quite as loud as I was expecting, no offence. <laughs> what's the shortest amount of time you've done something? Let's go to the phones. Pete's on the line. Pete, uh, what's your shortest stint of doing something? Well, I got married the day before I shipped off to Vietnam, back in the in the 60s. Whoa. And uh, filed for divorce two days after I got back. So legally I was married a little over a year, but actually only three days. Three days. So you're in there. For some reason, over the past hour or so, we've been people vying for the shortest marriage or engagement. You're throwing your hat in the ring there, Pete, that's for sure. Cool. <laughs> and then were you were you conscripted into the Vietnam War, or did you did you were you in the army, or how did it work? I, I, I was in the army. I was up in Alaska, and I actually volunteered. Wow! And uh, you know, I've, I've you know, I'm, I've done a lot of reading yeah. up on the Vietnam War and all that kind of stuff. How, yeah. Are you okay and stuff like that? Was it affected you, or what's your experience uh, coming out of that? Well, yeah, yeah, I, I'm okay. I, I was exposed to that. Uh, that Agent Orange stuff that they had over there, so I got pretty ill from it. But other than that, I'm okay. All right, man. And you, and you must look at the world and the way we're heading at the moment and thinking, oh, my God, not again. What's going on? Well, exactly. I, I couldn't believe it today. And then okay. what are you... Where do you live now, then? You're, you're obviously in England. What, 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 tell yeah. us that. What happened with that story? <laughs> well, I, I came over here with a woman, got yeah. married, 
and then eight months later got divorced. <laughs> Pete, you'll never learn, will you, mate? No, I'm on number four, but we're we're, we're doing good. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, it's lovely to speak to you, man. You, you sound like an interesting character, and I wish you all the best. Thank you. This is the Daily Takeaway. As you well know, life is tough at the moment. Everyone wants a piece of you financially, but on home time, we fight back. Home time, lucky, lucky numbers. £250 cash, thanks to Tesco Mobile. Up for grabs, spend less using your Tesco club card. So here's how it works, you know how it works. The, less, the lucky, lucky number generator will spit out three numbers. These numbers must be on your current electricity or gas meter reading. They can be in any order, but all three must appear somewhere on your meter. So crack open the understairs cupboard and have a look. Get that torch on your mobile phone. Here's tonight's three numbers. Thanks, Butch. Today's lucky, lucky numbers are... Four. Nine. And eight. That's four. Nine. And eight. Love it. So they're the three numbers that could win you some cash this evening. Uh, waiting in their understairs cupboard to speak to us tonight is our latest contestant, who's Emma. How are you doing, Emma? You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you OK? Very, very good. How's your Thursday evening going? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, Wait. I'm waiting um, to go online to do my daughter's parents' evening. Oh, going to do an online parents' evening? Yeah. Do you know that, that we had that situation with my eldest daughter Erin last year, and I, I don't. You're probably more professional than me, but I always put stupid names in on Teams meetings, <laughs> and I nearly. I, I can't say who it is on the show right now, but I nearly started a, a meeting with her like computer science teacher as like a famous mass murderer, and it nearly could have oh, been a nightmare. No. Changed it at the last minute, so that was good. Uh, it's a weird old day today, isn't it, Emma? Strange stuff going on. It is a weird day. Oh, I mean, the latest one. The latest did win, didn't it? So anything could happen, anything could happen. Well, listen, are you? Are we looking at your electricity meter or your gas meter tonight for these three numbers? It's my gas meter. Your gas meter, fantastic. And the state of your understairs cupboard, how's that looking? It's actually in the back of my utility, so it's behind some pots and pans. Really weird. Check you out, you've got your own utility room there, have you? <laughs> have you? Yeah. All right, one of the yeah, Kardashians. <laughs> Stay there a second, and here we go. Lucky, lucky numbers. Let's make it all... Uh, Sinister and tension bed. Emma, please, could you read out the full metre reading? Let's see if you've got those key numbers in there. Okay, so it's 09283.548. 498 are in there. Congratulations. Emma, you are a winner. What about that? I mean, you've got a utility room. You've got a utility room, so it sounds like you don't need this kind of money. However, you've just banked yeah. yourself £250. I say it's a utility room. It's kind of just round the corner from the kitchen, just randomly where some cupboards are. Do you know what? I'd big it up as a utility room if I'm chatting to people. Basically, and also, because yeah, we know good, yeah. times are hard at the moment, our friends at Tesco Mobile want you to spend less on your mobile phone bill. I would like to chuck in, then, not only that, an extra 50 quid onto your winnings. That's £300 you've bagged with lucky, lucky numbers. Oh, that's fabulous. Thank you so much. What are you having for tea? You just said you were cooking it. Um, I've had it actually already, mine. Uh, the kids haven't had this. Gosh, early. For, is that early for tea? Ten to six, I suppose. It, it is, yeah, because I've got to get ready for this parents' evening, so I've just had a stir-fry. Check you out, stir-fry before six o'clock, living the dream. Good luck with parents' <laughs> evening tonight, and nice to speak to you. <laughs> 
Thank you so much. Take you care. Bye bye. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We were trying to sit down and watch a movie a couple of nights ago, and me and my other half, Katie, literally couldn't agree on what to watch. And it was like quite stressful. That is why we've designed this thing called the Hometime Film Club. Uh, every week, someone gets in touch, or we come up with a particular theme, and you guys come up with some amazing suggestions and take the pain out of choosing a film. Obviously, tomorrow, this show, I'm going to be live from uh, the Radio City Tower up there, up in the sky in Liverpool, ahead of a family doing the Everton game on the Saturday uh, and we're going to use that as the inspiration for tonight's film club. I need a film from you about a tall building a film that's got a tall building in it can you think of anything? I'm going to throw my hat in the ring straight away with one of my favourite films ever uh, is Dread so you know Judge Dread, I'm a huge 2000 AD comic fan, I did a, they did a terrible Judge Dread back in the day with Sylvester Stallone, it's like 5 out of 10 on the internet movie database I know Richie's keen on constantly checking the score so it was really really bad and I thought that's it, they're never going to make a Judge Dread film again. Well, they did back in... What year was this? Dread was 2012. Uh, was starring Carl Urban. Was it kind of like a... Uh uh, a more kind of like an indie movie. I think it was kind of a remake of The Tower, which again could be another one for this particular section. Uh, that kind of police movie. I think it was like a Taiwanese police movie. But basically, Dread goes to uh, one of these things called a block. In 2000 AD, there's loads of big tower blocks, and him and his assistant go to the block and then are kind of coming into contact with this gang and have to fight their way out. And it's genuinely one of my favourite films of all time. So I'm going to chuck my hat in the ring with that one. If you can think of a great movie that's got a tall building in it, I'd love to hear from you uh, and I just want to clarify earlier on I absolutely messed it up right so we're, we're after a movie that's got like a, a tall building in it because we're going to be doing the show live from Liverpool tomorrow in the uh, Radio City Tower and I suggested oh another you know the, the movie Dread is, is based on The Tower which is a Taiwanese film massively wrong I meant The Raid which is an Indonesian film sort your act out Bush right let's go to the phones Craig what are you saying Die Hard Die Hard of course it's Nakatomi Tower Plaza or something is that right yeah, something along those lines, yeah. Now, you did text us earlier on. You intimated uh, a certain time of the year that Die Hard needs to be watched. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a firm believer of uh, Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Why is that, though? Isn't there an out Christmassy about it, is there? Well, it's a, it's a Christmas pie. That's a good point. It is filmed during Christmas. Does that make it a movie that you would cuddle up, you know, with your loved ones and watch whilst you've just finished opening your presents? No, the, the wife's not a fan, I must admit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good suggestion, though. It's got a tower in it. That's absolutely great. It's going on the list. Superb. Brilliant. Uh, Nate says one that no-one else has picked, actually, and it's a great suggestion. He's given the address 55 Central Park West. He's, of course, talking about the massive tower block that Rick Moranis and Sigourney Weaver live in in the first Ghostbusters movie. What a great suggestion that is, and what a brilliant end to that first film it was. Stephen says, my vote is... Now, this is a film I've never heard of before, and I think, I genuinely believe that if Richie was here, he's off this week on his holidays, if Richie was in, he'd definitely not only watch this film, but he'd love it as well. It sounds like a Richie movie. Sky Scraper with Dwayne Johnson. Uh, anyone seen that? Is that any good? Is that a film to watch? A producer Adam is nodding. Sounds like his kind of movie as well. Helen, though, has tweeted to say, Entrapment. The Patronus Towers have a starring role. Come on, then. Movies that have got a big building in them. Tish Price on the, uh, Facebook says, Blade Runner has got a lot of really tall buildings in it. Does that count? Yes, it does. I absolutely love both those Blade Runner movies. Amazing soundtracks as well. Catherine Parker has picked a film that I didn't even think of, uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Again, tower blocks left, right and centre. Superman the movie, says Mark Knight. Matt says, two for the price of one, The Two Towers, the Lord of the Rings films. Again, brilliant suggestions. Do you know what? I'm going to have to go back to what Nate suggested earlier on. Superman with uh, 55 Central Park or whatever the building 
Champion right at the end. Scorny Weaver, Rick Moranis, Stay Puff, the big fella. Was he a ghost? It's like a monster at the end of Ghostbusters. That is tonight's movie. It's got a tower block in it. You've done us proud. The Film Club will be back next week right here on Home Time. The Daily Takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway.